With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another preview episode here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And this is going to be another interesting episode as the Saints will take on the 49ers on Sunday, and this should definitely be one of those games where I think the Saints should win. But look, this is a trap game. Coming off of that great win, 38-3, the Saints are riding so high. And then you have the Niners coming in, riding in so low. They have so many injuries. They've gotten blown out the last two games against teams that, you know, I would call very quality teams with the Seahawks and then the Packers. Saints, another one of those quality teams, and it should seem like the Saints win this one but again the Saints have had problems with the 49ers in the past and Kyle Shanahan led offenses like this 49ers one and even though you have Nick Mullen starting you're not going to see Nick Bosa you're not going to see a ton of guys Debo Samuel Raheem Mostert so many guys you're not going to see George Kittle you're not going to see but still I I think coming into this game Saints fans obviously you're going to be very very optimistic about this one because on the onset it looks like the Saints should win this game by a good amount and they should run away with this one especially when you look at the matchups and obviously we'll get into that as we always do but again it is kind of like a trap game I I know it's a home game which is better I I think that's what kind of plays off the trap game and then also it's not like the Saints would be looking too far ahead yes you do have Falcons week next week which is going to be a big game and that's something that you obviously always want to win against a division opponent but you definitely know how to play against them and look the Falcons are not a good football team so it's not like it's a statement win if they beat the Falcons so like this to me you can say it's a trap game because definitely coming off of this just emotional high and like the whole Saints fan base players coaches are probably on cloud nine right now after just you know blowing out the, the their real division contenders who would actually overtake them, which would be the Bucks, and they blew them out, and it wasn't close. And I, I feel like you're on such an emotional high, you don't want to get too cocky. Now, I don't think this team will, and I'll tell you why later. But again, I, I feel like this is a game where a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's a trap game, but I feel like there's enough there right now where you can confidently say the Saints team won't come in so, so cocky, and then they're going to fall flat on their face. I don't think that's going to happen. And we're going to go through all the stats, all of the groups, all of the matchups. We're definitely going to go, as we always do. And I'm going to show you why it's probably not going to be a trap game. And the Saints should come away with a victory in this game in the Dome here. So let's just jump right into our notes, starting with what Vegas is saying, what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying, as we always do. And the Saints are favored by 9.5 points in this one, which to me is very good. That's definitely convincing. They are at home, so I think that's going to add to that as well. But look, nine and a half points, you should be coming away with that and you should be winning 
that game. And ESPN's matchup predictor says the Saints have a 60.8% chance to win, which obviously is very good. It's great to see that, you know, you have the higher percent chance to win compared to your opponent. Like, as we saw last week with, you know, the Saints having a lower percent chance to win against the Bucks, the Saints still came out on top in very, very convincing fashion. So, look, people could be wrong, and that's why I think a lot of people are going to come into this game cautiously optimistic. But I feel like the Saints, they have a real chance to come up in here and, again, show their force against the rest of the NFC, even if against it's against, excuse me, a team in the 49ers who are definitely basically hopping on one leg at this point because that's how many injuries they have here so that's really you know what it is when looking at this game and kind of like the the overview i guess of it because i mean when you just dive into the 49er side it's really not looking pretty for them they had a 34 to 17 loss versus green bay which again that's a tough loss for them look you do have nick mullins he didn't really play good in this game he had one touchdown one pick he did have 291 yards which isn't bad but Obviously, you're going to get more yards in there when you're coming from behind basically the whole game. It really just wasn't. It was like almost a non-contest in this one. And really, this 49ers defense and offense really couldn't get much going. The offensive line for the 49ers was especially bad. I think we could definitely uh, say that for these 49ers. They were the ones that had the two turnovers. They got crushed in time of possession. I mean, when you're just looking at this team, it's just not really good. I mean, look at what the Packers did I mean, I know they only had one sack, but they were able to get off and get after, excuse me, Mullins very, very efficiently in this one. And they were able to kind of bait him into some mistakes. And look, Mullins is not that good. So the Saints could definitely take advantage of that. I mean, when you're looking at it, the Packers had more yards. They had less turnovers, more first downs, more time possessions. They controlled this game. And I feel like the Saints could definitely do a lot of the same things. I feel like the Saints are more talented. And look, the 49ers, they came into the season thinking that they were the top dog. They're the NFC champions or the defending NFC champions, I really should say. And then the injury bug just killed them. I mean, you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your starting running back. You don't have your wide receiver number one. You don't have your tight end number one, who's a complete stud. You don't have a lot of your offensive line. You don't have a lot of your defensive line. You had Richard Sherman out to this point. It doesn't look like he's going to play against the Saints. The linebackers are like the only place where you've seen at least some bright spots for this 49er team, and they just traded away Quan Alexander probably because of that to the Saints. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but the 49ers are coming in with zero momentum, and the Saints are coming in with all the momentum. So that's something that, to me, is really good. Now moving over to the team stats, and again, I feel like the Saints definitely have an edge here in a lot of different places. When you look at points per game, the Saints are 4th, the 49ers are 18th, in yards, the Saints are ninth. the 49ers are 13th, and I think that a lot of these stats, when you look at the 49ers, they are kind of, to me, inflated because early in the season they were healthy, they were winning games, they looked kind of, they were on the up and up after a little early season struggles, and then they've just hit a wall and then completely fell apart over these last two weeks, so I feel like a lot of these team stats and overall stats kind of, I think, are inflated for the 49ers, and Again, this team that we saw maybe in like week three or week four is different than what we're seeing now or like week one, completely different to what we're seeing now. So I think that's why when you look at these 49ers stats, especially when you go over the defense, you see, oh, these guys are not half bad. But look at like the last two weeks, they've been really not good. And I feel like that's where the Saints could really take an advantage. And flipping it over to the defense and you look at the points and the yards, yes, the 49ers are 10th in points and 7th in yards. The Saints are 14th in points and 3rd in yards. I mean, who would have thought that? I mean, I know the Saints had a great week last week, and they obviously that's going to help their stats out a lot, especially on the defensive side. 
But who would have thought that with all these troubles that the Saints have had, they are third in yards allowed. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, that's all I'm going to say. And again, I feel like when you're looking at these team stats, I feel like the Saints definitely have an advantage over the 49ers, especially when you look at these stats over like the last two weeks. The 49ers have given up a ton of yards over the last two weeks, 35 and a half points over the last two weeks. That's something that I feel like the Saints can definitely continue that trend. And I think it's something that they could definitely take advantage of. And I feel like they will. I mean, that's just my opinion. So that's really what it is from these team stats. Now we're going to move over to our injury report before we get into our intriguing matchups. And for the Saints, it was full attendance, which is just great to hear. I mean, you have a few guys on limited practices. You have Eric McCoy, Drew Brees, Ryan Ramchek, Michael Thomas, and Dwayne Washington. But I think all of them will play. They're only limited. They're not like didn't practice. And that's full attendance for the Saints all first time all season, which is definitely outstanding. Now you do have a few guys on IR, but the Saints are relatively healthy going into this one. And the 49ers are basically the opposite. I mean, adding to all of the the injury reserve guys they had, they actually had even more injuries this week. Tevin Coleman didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. You have River Crockcraft. He didn't practice on Thursday after practicing in a limited fashion on Wednesday. You have Demetrius Flanagan-Foles. He didn't practice either Wednesday or Thursday. Debo Samuel didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Trent Taylor, he was the only one that was full practice on Thursday after missing a practice on Wednesday. And then you have Quan Williams, the cornerback. He didn't practice as well. So I feel like right now when going into this game, the 49ers, in addition to all the guys already on injured reserve, that means Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, D. Ford. I mean, the list goes on and on. Richard Sherman. I mean, you just basically big name after big name after big name. We know they're not playing in this one. And then you add these other guys and other more big names and Debo Samuels and the Tevin Coleman's. They won't be available either. And right now, it's just, again, the 49ers are playing on one leg. And right now, when looking at what they've done over the past two weeks, they're really trending downwards, probably because of the injury. So that's very unfortunate for them. But I feel like it's going to be something that hurts them against the Saints. And the Saints are going to go in, they're going to target the backups, and they're going to take advantage of them. And I think they're going to do that both on offense and defense. And I see them having a lot of success on Sunday. Now, I do want to flip it over to our intriguing matchups here and move forward from our notes. And I want to circle just a few matchups in this one that I really feel like are going to be, I think, big for the Saints. So starting off, it's going to be the two former 49ers playing against their former team, Emmanuel Sanders and Kawan Alexander. You have Emmanuel Sanders. He's been great this season. And I feel like especially when looking at this 49ers team, they have Jason Verrett, who's actually stepped up and looked really good this season. I think he's going to go up against Michael Thomas, and I feel like they're actually going to add extra, I would say, coverage to Michael Thomas. That's going to leave a lot of one-on-one coverage with Emmanuel Sanders, and I think that he can have a big day in this one. I feel like Sanders definitely worked on his repertoire with Drew Brees, and it looks like now they're in sync. I mean, you have that touchdown against the Bucks as well. And it feels like that, I, again, he's a full go, full strength number two receiver. And then maybe that's going to mean, look, we can't double team Michael Thomas. Maybe Michael Thomas is going to have a big day. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. But I feel like that's definitely something to circle. And maybe this whole wide receiving core, they have a chance to really take advantage here of these 49ers. And especially that 49ers secondary that's just completely banged up. They're not going to have Richard Sherman, it seems. And 
Again, I feel like when you look at Sanders, he's a guy that's, look, in six games, 30 catches, 342 yards, three touchdowns. That's not too shabby. And he's a guy that's really growing into the role we all thought he was going to play here coming into this season. And it seems like he's going to be a big piece to this offense moving forward here in 2020. So I feel like definitely circle his name to have another big day, maybe score a touchdown and be a go-to guy. I feel like for the Saints, he's going to do it again. I think Michael Thomas as well. I really just feel like the Saints have a ton of advantages here on the offense that they're just going to really rip apart this 49ers defense. I mean, they did it last year when the 49ers were at full strength. Now the Saints are at full strength and the 49ers are, again, they're basically playing on one leg. And I'm continuing to use that analogy because that's really what it is. It's like a hand tied behind their back because they just have so many starters out. And I feel like this is where the Saints really take advantage of it. So that's why I feel like on the offensive side, and then you go to the defensive side here with Quan Alexander going up against his former team. It's going to be his first game as a Saint, and it goes up against his former team. So isn't that really interesting? And I feel like when you look at Alexander now, I don't know, I don't think he's going to play. Excuse me, every single snap, and you know, be on the field every single play. But I feel like with his speed, and I think his recognition of this 49ers offense, because look, he was on the team, so he definitely knows what they're doing. I feel like that's going to really help this Saints defense. That speed, I think, against this spread offense that Kyle Shanahan loves to run, I think is really beneficial to um, Alexander having a big day. And he's going to be a guy that will be in the right place at the right time just because he knows the, def- the offense Excuse me, that he's going up against. And then also he has the speed to catch up with these guys. And I feel like that's my one worry going into this game. It's, you know, can Kyle Shanahan just scheme up against the Saints once again and just control this Saints defense and put up a lot of points? I don't care, you know, who his personnel is. I feel like that's something in the back of your mind that you have to think about. Shanahan, whether it was with his time with the Falcons or now with the 49ers, he's crushed the Saints. And I feel like that's something that is definitely a worry. I mean, now, granted, the personnel on either team, either the Falcons or the 49ers, it's been great. And now this Sunday, it's not going to be. But I feel like that's definitely going to be kind of a worry in the back of your head. But now you put Alexander in this defense and he knows what's going on and he has the speed to keep up with these guys. I feel like he has a chance to have a very, very big impact onto this game, even if he doesn't play every single defensive snap. So I feel like that's going to be something that's very, very advantageous for the Saints. And even, you know, knowing the offense, he can share that with other guys, even on the bench. And I think that's something that is really important going into this one. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup here, and it's going to be Nick Mullins versus this Saints defense. And look, before this Bucks game, I think everyone was really down on the Saints, me included. And then they just go off and have this amazing game. And this is a chance now for the Saints against Nick Mullins to have really back-to-back good performances. And we haven't seen that since last season. I feel like the one thing that I definitely want to circle is how the Saints' motivation will be going into this game. Look, they're not going up against the Tom Brady's. They're not going up against the Mike Evans. They're not going up against the Antonio Browns. They're going up against a Nick Mullins and a number one receiver with Brandon Ayuk. I mean, that's what they're going up against. And Marshawn Lattimore, this is kind of circled for him. How will he play going into this game? Will he continue to be shut down, or are we going to see mental lapses? I think it's going to be interesting. Is it going to be the momentum that really carries him through this rest of the season? He could put up a back-to-back really good weeks, and he's just really happy, zoned in, he's really zeroed in, or is it just going to be a one-week thing where, okay, yeah, that was Mike Evans, that was great, but now Brendan Ayuk, I don't have to really you know, practice for him or you know, be mindful of him, and you do. And still the NFL, and every player every receiver has a chance of going off every single week 
And I feel like Lattimore, we've seen him not do that from time to time. He did it earlier this season. Shuts down Mike Evans in week one, and then you have Henry Ruggs going off in week two, and then Alan Lazard going off in week three. And I feel like that's something, when you're looking at Lattimore, he cannot do it now. This is his chance to show that I've moved on from that, I'm better than that, and I'm ready to be a shutdown corner for the rest of the season going on to this stress run here. And I feel like he's going to do it. And why? I I think that this momentum is going to be bigger. I think the momentum that the Saints gained from this game, especially on the defensive side, is going to triumph any other storyline from the first half of 2020. I feel like Lattimore is like, look, we have the potential to be great, and it really starts with me. So let's go do it. And I feel like maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I feel like that's going to be the case. And I expect Nick Mullins to not do very good. I expect him to make some mistakes. I expect the Saints defensive line to get after him. And he's a guy that's, look, he's not a starter in this league. He's a backup. And we all know that. And I think that when you're looking at what the 49ers are going to do, they're going to try to shield him. They're going to try to use short passes. And again, with not the greatest weapons, that should play right into the Saints. And when they try the shots, again, it doesn't seem like they'll get a ton of separation. seems like the Saints could have a ton of of big plays and they have a lot of advantages but again i feel like if you're just not there if you're not mentally there anybody in the nfl can beat you and that's what i'm interested to see here on sunday how is Lattimore gonna play how is the rest of the defense Lattimore, i don't think is the only guy i feel like it's a lot of guys where like it's just been up and down play we'll see if it all comes together in this game i think it will but i think that's going to be an interesting matchup to see how the saints defense plays against Look, there are no Tom Brady's over there. There's no Mike Evans's. How, how are they going to play? How are they going to get up to play against them? That also has to do with coaching, in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes there. And then moving over to our final matchup, we're going to look at Alvin Kamara versus this banged-up 49ers front seven. And when you're looking at the 49ers, I feel like they actually have been pretty good against the run. They haven't been great, but they haven't been awful as well. I mean, when looking at it, they are definitely, I would say, like, I mean, they're a little above average, I would say. I mean, the Saints are the second best in the league, so I mean, I think the Saints are better in run defense, but look, I, I believe it was like four yards a carry that they're holding uh, opposing offenses to over in San Francisco, so I feel like, look, that's pretty good. I mean, it's not awful, it's not great, but I feel like the Saints are going to be able to, I think, take advantage of it with Alvin Kamara, but I really wanted to zero in because to me, this front seven is still the best part of this San Francisco defense, and I feel like the guy that we have to circle, because if Alvin Kamara can break this front seven. I feel like it's going to be sky's the limit for the Saints offense, and I don't see the 49ers stopping them really at all into this game. I mean, it's going to be interesting, not only, I think, the front seven with Eric Armstead and, you know, Javon Kinlaw, but I also want to look at the linebackers as well with Fred Warner, who's just been outstanding. He's, like, been the one really big bright spot of this season, and also Dre, Dre Greenlaw, excuse me. Like, those two guys, are they going to be able to stop Kamara, especially out of the passing game? I feel like when we looked at last week, the Tampa Bay, the one thing they did well was that in the passing game, they didn't let Alvin Kamara get a lot of yards after catch. And I think that's something that the Saints definitely want to see a bounce back from. And look, this 49ers linebacking group isn't too shabby. I think Fred Warner, I think a lot of people would say that he's a top five linebacker, maybe even the best in the league. And then you look at a guy like Drake Greenlaw, he's really coming along. So to me, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens here. I mean, look, this 49ers, at least front four, is extremely banged up. They don't have Solomon Thomas. They don't have D4. They don't have Ziggy Anza. They don't have Nick Bosa. And it's just the list goes on and on and on. And right now, you're looking at Eric Armstead, who's really looking like he can't carry a defensive line. You have Javon Kinlaw, who's still a rookie, so he's going to make some mistakes. Yes, he's been okay. But again, he's 
still going to make some some mistakes as a rookie. DJ Jones and Kerry Hyder Jr., you really don't even know what these guys are. I mean, they're basically no-namers, especially to guys that or fans, excuse me, that aren't in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I feel like this is something that the Saints could definitely take advantage of. I think those cutback lanes have been really big with Kamara. And I'm especially interested to see what the Saints can do out of the backfield because if Kamara has a big game out of the backfield, I feel like, again, the Saints offense is unstoppable. And maybe they're going to key in on stopping Kamara and then take their chances with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Manuel Sanders, which I don't know. I mean, it's really pick your poison at this point between who you're going to stop. And I feel like the 49ers, if they can stop Kamara on one-on-ones with their linebackers, that's definitely going to help them on the back end because then you could probably end up going double team against Michael Thomas. And that's something that may help them if you see a Fred Warner completely stop Alan Kamara and stuff like that. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see, even though they are four yards to carry and they definitely have a pretty good linebacking corpse, will they be able to stop Alan Kamara? And look, he looks like one of the best running backs in the league right now. So it's going to be very, very hard for them if they can do that. I think that's their first step to stopping the Saints offense. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that matchup pans out. So before we get into our group-by-group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sportsbook with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code OVERTIME to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview of the Saints versus 49ers game on Sunday. So as we always do, we're going to start off with our quarterbacks here. We got Drew Brees, we got Nick Mullins, and I'm going to take Drew Brees here in a landslide, as I think you'd all expect. 
Brees has just been simply outstanding this season. He's leading the league in completion percentage. He has over 2,100 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, to me, he's just been really solid for the Saints, and he's won them some games, which is really big, without Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. And I think that he'll continue this on Sunday. And especially after last week, Breeze is riding high. No worries about him. Looking at Nick Mullins, I mean, he's a guy that's just a backup. I mean, he has over 1,100 yards passing, five touchdowns, four interceptions. And I feel like he's nothing more than a, a backup quarterback at this point. Maybe he can hold down the fort for like one or two games. But long term, he obviously isn't the answer here. And he's now started a good amount of games here for the 49ers. I, th- I think they hope that this is his last one or maybe the last two this one and he's going to start one more week and then Garoppolo comes back in I think that's the hope for the 49ers but again he's a backup as I said before he's a guy that I think the Saints defense could take advantage of I think you're gonna be able to get some turnovers off of him the 49ers are probably gonna have to take some chances to win this game and I feel like Nick Mullins isn't the guy to execute them that's just my opinion I'll take Breeze in a landslide in this one moving over to the skill position players here skill position group for this game I think that the Saints win this one again by a good amount I mean looking at the 49ers and what they're putting out again Tevin Coleman doesn't seem like he's going to play so it's going to be Jarek McKinnon Jamichael Hasty. again these two guys definitely can't compare to Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray Saints are much better at the running back position look at the wide receivers you have Brandon Ayoka as your number one for the 49ers for the Saints it's Michael Thomas you could obviously see the difference there and when you even go into the depth the Saints have a ton of it, and the 49ers just don't. And tight end Jordan Reed, he came back last week, but I'll still take Jared Cook, who had a huge game last year against the 49ers, so maybe he goes off and has a big game here. But to me, the Saints just have too many weapons, and right now they're all healthy, and I feel like it's sky's the limit if they're all healthy, and that's really the case. You just have too much. You have Kamara, you have Murray, you have Thomas, you have Sanders, you have Callaway. I mean, you have Traquan Smith, you have Jared Cook, Adam Troutman, Josh Hill. It's just, it's, it's too much. I mean, Deontay Harris, Taysom Hill. I mean, it's just way too much. And look, when the 49ers are putting out Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor, Richie James, I mean, again, it just isn't so good right now. And that's, again, it, it is tough for them because, you know, you do have Debo Samuel. He's just not going to play in this one. You do have George Kittle. He's just not going to play in this one. You do have Tevin Coleman and you have Raheem Mosert, who's been great. But again, it just seems like right now the injury bug's hurting them way too much. And the Saints right now are coming in relatively healthy, especially in the skill position group. So definitely give them the edge there. Flipping it over to the offensive line here. And the Saints, again, they have the advantage. And I think a lot of it has to do here with the 49ers injuries. Look at even the center position. You have Weston, Richburg, and Ben Garland both on IR. So they're coming in with their third string center. And that means enter stage left, David Onyemata, probably going to have another big game in this one as he just went off last week and he's probably going to have a big one this week. I mean, you're looking around the rest of this offensive line for the 49ers. It definitely isn't bad. I just feel like, look, your left tackle, Trent Williams, is great. And then after him, it's like average. And especially in the middle, it isn't so good there. So I feel like the scenes could definitely take advantage. Scenes are coming in all healthy on the offensive line right now, knock on wood. They look good, and they look really good. Last week, they looked outstanding, especially keeping Drew Brees upright against a really good front seven against the Bucks. And again, they're going to face a worse front seven here against the 49ers, so expect them to have some success. Expect the Saints, I think, to win a lot of matchups on their defensive line going up against the 49ers' offensive line. So that's just what I think there. Turning it over to the defense here, I'm going to go 
with the Saints defensive line compared to the 49ers defensive line. And I think you could see a theme here. Injuries for the 49ers. They have a strong roster if you take out the injuries, but you just have a ton of injuries. You have D Ford, Ziggy Anza, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, obviously, and you're left with Eric Armstead, who, again, got paid this offseason, but he hasn't looked, I think, the same when he's been by himself. Maybe he needs the other guys so he can have the one-on-one matchups to dominate. That's definitely something to think about. Javon Greenlaw, he's a, or Kinlaw, excuse me, he's a rookie, and he's a guy that I think is definitely solid, but right now, still a rookie, and I feel like the scenes could definitely, you know, still have an edge there, especially when he's going up against a guy like David Onyemata, who's really coming into his own. So that's something that to me is very big there. DJ Jones, Kerry Hyder are definitely not better right now to me than guys like Cameron Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Malcolm Brown, and where really the Saints are putting out. If this defensive line really plays to their potential and becomes like a top five defensive line, top 10 defensive line, that's going to really help everything else. And I feel like that's something that we should definitely look at. And this is a game that I feel like the Saints could dominate on the defensive line. Flipping it over to the linebackers here and... This is the edge I'm going to give to San Francisco. They have the better linebackers. It's going to be interesting to see what Quan Alexander could do, as I said earlier, because, look, he does know the 49ers offense, and he's very, very fast against the spread, you know, Niners offense. I think he could be very big for the Saints in this one. But as I've seen so far this season, when you're looking at this 49ers linebacking group, they've been, to me, very, very solid with Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. And then you look at the Saints, it's been Demario Davis and Alex Anzalone, who's really not been so good this season he hasn't been awful but he hasn't been good either it's not like you can't win with him but he's not this impact player outstanding guy just hasn't been there for the Saints so again it's going to be interesting to see what happens here but I think right now the 49ers do have the better group they have more of the impact players and I think this is their only advantage here in this one and again that just shows you how many injuries that this team's had and all the momentum's gone and I feel like as good as a coach Kyle Shanahan is it's almost like the air is out of the tires here for this San Francisco team. To the secondary, we go here and look, the 49ers haven't been, you know, awful in the secondary considering Richard Sherman's out. I mean, if, if Richard Sherman was in here, I think you would definitely see a lot better play. I mean, I feel like the Saints have just too many weapons to go up against the secondary and they'll pick them apart, but you got to give it to Jason Brett, who's been very good this season. I think on pro football for, focus, excuse me, he's like the fourth rated cornerback. So that's obviously really good. But outside of him, it's been a struggle here for this secondary. Manuel Mosley has struggled. Jimmy Ward and Marcel Harris have struggled here for the safeties, and they haven't been you know great. I mean, they haven't been awful, but they really haven't been great either. And I feel like they're just missing Richard Sherman because I feel like with Richard Sherman, they would you know end Verrett, who's played outstanding. I feel like that's something to definitely look at here with these 49ers. But again, without Sherman, and that really kind of has a huge hole then opposite of Verrett. And these safeties really aren't going to be guys that cover for the cornerback. Again, that's going to be trouble. And I feel like, look, the Saints are going to pick him apart if Sherman doesn't play. And it doesn't look like he will. So I feel like the Saints will pick him apart. And the Saints right now, they just had, to me, their best performance of 2020 last week in the secondary. They have all, all the talent in the world. And we've talked about it forever. And it seems like they just kind of hit their stride last week. And I think they're going to continue it. Talked about it earlier with Marshawn Lattimore. I think he continues it. I think Janoris Jenkins continues it. I think your safeties continue. I feel like the Saints all around, from coaching to players to execution, everything. I feel like the Saints hit their stride and it just all clicked against the Bucs. And you may not see that dominant of an effort, but I think you're going to see a lot of success. You're not going to see Nick Mullins pick this team apart. 
And I think that when you're looking at talent and you're even now looking at production over these last few games, I feel like the Saints are definitely the better group here in the secondary. Moving over to special teams and coaching, I think the Saints have the better group at special teams. Their punter, Mitch Wisnowski, I think he's a guy that to me is average. I feel like when you look at Thomas Morstead, I feel like at his top he's much better. Thomas Morstead had been a little up and down this season, but I'll still take the veteran in that. And then kick returner, punt returner, I'll take Deontay Harris over a guy like Jerk McKinnon or Trent Taylor. So that's really what it is there for special teams and coaching. I'm going to give it a push. And this is why, I mean, Sean Payton, I think he's the better coach than Kyle Shanahan when just, you know, putting up and just we're talking about the two. But in the matchups together, Kyle Shanahan, especially on offense, has just owned the Saints. And I feel like I'm going to give it a push just because of that. I think Sean Payton, I think, overall has the edge. But I feel like when these two teams play against each other, Shanahan always has the edge on offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does on Sunday. I don't think he will. I'm going to predict he doesn't. But if the 49ers end up scoring with the Saints, I wouldn't be surprised. That's just my opinion there. And I'm going to give it a push for that reason. But Sean Payton, it seems like he's getting his guys to play and really motivated, really excited, hitting their strides at, to me, the right time. So, again, it is going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But I feel like the Saints are hitting their stride. A lot of that has to do with, you know, Sean Payton. I think he's hitting his stride with play calling wise. And he just called a magnificent game last week against the Bucks. So, I expect him to continue that, and the only reason I'm not going to give him the edge is because Kyle Shanahan's just been outstanding against the Saints, and that's history side of things, and sometimes you can't go up against history. You at least got to acknowledge it, and that's where I'm going to do it here. Final score for me, score prediction, 35-21 Saints. I think they blow them out by more than 10 points, double-digit win. Maybe it's not a complete blowout, but look, 14-point victory is something that's really big. I think the Saints, it's not 38-3, to but I think it's a good win, a solid win, and it's something that the Saints can continue this momentum. I think the Saints' offense is going to really do well, and I think the defense is going to hold its own. I don't think it's going to be as good as it was against the Bucks, but I think it's going to be solid and definitely good enough to win this one. So 35-21, give me the Saints in this win by 14. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you should follow us at the Dis. You could follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. On Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We are on all of those sites. This should definitely be a good game here for the Saints, and hopefully, they can keep their momentum up and keep the good times rolling. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and who dat?